The following audio is from Hope Hill Church. To learn more about Hope Hill Church, please visit hopehillchurch.org. A couple weeks ago, we started this series called In Uncertain Times. If you've missed any of it, you can go to our website, hopehillchurch.org, and see our our, uh, past messages. Uh, I really want to encourage you. This is uh, a time when we need a message of hope. Today, we want to give you more encouragement. We want to give you more of a sense of of knowing uh, there's a God who loves us. There's a God who is there for us. There's a God who, even in the midst of this season, is with us. And he will use this for good. And so we want to give you some practical uh, tips and advice. I've invited my wife, Brandy, to share with us. And we're going to be going to that conversation here in a few minutes. Uh, but I just want to lay down, again, the foundation for what we have uh, and who we have to stand on during this time of uncertainty. Last week, we talked about how the first step of dealing with anxiety is realizing that there is somebody else who loves us, who cares for us, and we can trust in him, and that is our God who made us. He's not far away, distant, and removed, but he's here with us in the midst of this storm, in the midst of this crisis. He is with us. This crisis did not surprise our our Lord. Um, He's not up in heaven going, oh my goodness, what am I going to do now? He is here with us in the midst of this situation. I'm reminded uh, of the key verses from last week. Rejoice in the Lord always, even in this time. We can rejoice in knowing he's there. And I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything. That's from Philippians chapter 4, verse 4 through 6. Uh, in, in the NIV, verses 6 through 7, it says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. He is there. He is ready to listen. He knows Uh, what you need even before you ask it, but still he invites us. Just like we as parents know what our children need before they ask us, we still want them to come to us, to share with us their needs, their, their heart. We have a loving Father in heaven who wants to hear the same thing. When we present our request to God, it says that the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. In 1 Peter chapter 5, it says, Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. He does. He cares for each of us. And I'm reminded when I think back to uh, characters throughout the entirety of the Bible, I think of David. And I think of the number of uh, prayers and heart cries he wrote out. We get to see them in the book of Psalms. Many of his uh, feelings, many of the words he put into poetry or into songs, expressing his heart during times of depression or anxiety. Listen to some of these words from David. The Lord is a refuge for the oppressed, a stronghold in times of trouble. Those who know your name trust in you. For you, Lord, have never forsaken those who seek you. Did you hear that middle part? Those who know your name. 
Knowing God's name is so important. If you refer to God as the big man upstairs or, uh, or uh, in, in some other way that isn't very personal, that might kind of explain of how you know God. But do you, do you know him? Today I want to give you a few things that you can know that are true about God. You know what Jesus called God? He called him Abba. Abba is the Hebrew word for daddy. You know, my children, they don't just call me Father John, although my brother and sisters did often when I would boss them around growing up. I was the oldest out of four kids. And okay, Father John, even Gary sometimes as a joke, will say that now. But my kids called me daddy. And still, my 18-year-old daughter who's home still will sometimes say daddy, especially when she needs help moving a dresser like I just did a few minutes ago. Um, my wife will, will call me. Uh, what does my wife call me? <laughs> Some of those words I can't say. But anyway, we will speak the name of people in intimate ways depending on how well we know them. God wants you to know him. Abba, Father. Um, here's some important things that you should know about God from the Psalms. Those who know your name trust in you. But you, O Lord, do not be far from me, for you are my strength. Come quickly and help me. God, you are my strength. He's not just distant, he's not just a creator, but he is here to be your strength in the midst of this scary time, in the midst of weakness. He is here to be our strength. I entrust my spirit into your hand. Rescue me, Lord, for you are a faithful God. The scriptures tell us that even when we are faithless, he is faithful still. His love to us knows no end. Even when we have struggle loving him back, his love is unconditional and he loves at all times. He is our strength and he is faithful. Do you know God as your faithful God? You faithfully answer our prayers and perform awesome deeds. Oh God, our Savior, you are the hope of everyone on the earth, even those who sail on distant seas. God is the God of the earth. He made all of us and he is the God of of hope. He is hope. He brings hope and he wants you to have hope during this season. God, you are the God of hope. We thank you, O oh God, and we give thanks to you because you are near. People everywhere tell of your wonderful deeds. He is a God who is close. He is a God who is near. Jesus said, I will be with you always until the end of the age. He is with us, just like he was with his disciples in that boat uh, during the stormy seas. He is here with us during this time of uncertainty. Oh, Lord, you are so good. Did you hear that? Our God isn't just good. He is so good. Oh, Lord, you are so good, so ready to forgive, so full of unfailing love for all who ask for your help. Do you call out to him? 
Do you call on him? Do you lean on him? Do you depend on him? He is a God who wants to be your strength. He is near. He is close. He is faithful. And he wants to be your heavenly, intimate Abba, your father, your daddy. God, you are so good, so ready to forgive, and so loving. You are my God, Psalm 118, verse 28 and 29 says. You are my God. You're not just a distant God. You are my God. Do you feel like God is your God? He is. He loves you as the child that he created you to be. He loves you and he wants you to know the depth of his love. He wants you to know him as your personal God, your Savior. You are my God and I will praise you. You are my God and I will exalt you. I will lift you up. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. He is faithful and his faithful love endures forever. Do you know God in this way? My hope and my heart is through the season while we are distancing ourselves from one another, let us draw close to our God who loves us. Listen to these words that Brandy has to share. I hope they encourage and lift you up. Hi guys, John and Brandy here. And we just wanted to share with you from our heart and from Brandy's professional background, um, some tips on dealing with anxiety. So uh, thanks for tuning in and let's just dive into the subject. So yeah. I think this is a great and really timely subject, obviously, um, there's lots of worries and concerns and fears out there, and so um, it's good to talk about. It's good to talk openly about and reduce any stigma, too, about struggles that we might be having. Uh, some of us, I think, are doing a great job. We're fighting this fight, at, you know, on the physiological side, right? We have... Um, all the things in place so that we can keep ourselves away from germs and germs from other people. We have our essential oils going to keep ourselves healthy, good nutrition. And so on a physical level, you know, we're, we're fighting this battle. And as far as I know, within our Hope Hill Church family, we haven't seen anyone mm -hmm, mm -hmm. sick with this. And so we're just praising God for that. And um, I think what we wanted to really highlight today and talk about is not just the physical battle, but the psychological battle, yeah. the battle for our minds. And some of us, while we may be winning on the physical front, are being defeated hmm. uh, in the battle for our mind. And um, so, so it brings me to this point of that how much control do we really have over our thoughts and over our mind? And uh, it's very encouraging in Scripture that this is an area where God has given us mm, dominion and mm -hmm. control mm -hmm. over our minds. Um, we're given the command post over that battleground. Mm. And so over and over, like Philippians 4, 8, you know, uh, he says, think on these things. That is a command. We're told... Change your thoughts. Think on things that are true and honorable and bright and admirable. Romans 12, 2, you know, through the renewal of your mind. So it's, it's our job. We renew our minds. We think on things that are right. 
2 Corinthians 10.5, take every thought captive. So we have the power to do that. Yeah. And Romans 8, read the whole thing 6 through 11, but the part that stands out for this is, for to set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the spirit is life and peace. Mm. And so this, when we talk about this, this is a lesson that I think we need to teach even to our youngest kids and and through the teen years and through the adolescent years and all the way to our adult years is that our you know we are not a victim to our mood swings it is possible to set our mind on things that are right and in doing so it brings about a harvest of peace and joy and even delight and so uh as we dig in today i think we need to keep that thought in mind and I think this is a lesson that all of us can learn yeah so. yeah that's good that's good keep going okay. give us more yeah well I think um the you know one of the things we talk about often is um we're not alone in this you know um we love so many people, and our reach to those people hasn't slowed down. Mm, sure. And um, so I'm talking to clients, you know, probably 20, 30 people a week, and then we have our church that we're ministering to and shepherding. And so I would say that um, families and people of all ages are feeling this kind of like mood sink at times mm. that... Um, you know, it, it's it's hard to combat. And so um, just a few pointers as we think about who's affected and who this applies to is uh, when we're looking like from a, if somebody were to come in for an initial evaluation for mental health or I were to have a conversation with them and we're talking about a little, little kid, the symptoms of anxiety are going to look exactly like the symptoms of ADHD. Huh. It's, you know, on presenting um, symptoms, we're going to see distractibility, we're going to see lack of concentration and focus. Probably our little ones just want to do the things that feel normal and, and make them feel comfortable. So if it's like um, they don't want to sit and do their work, they want to get on their video game and play, right that's or they want to watch their tv shows or whatever that's just their way of trying to find comfort sometimes in the midst of anxiety so we might see more tantruming might see um you know just a lack of concentration a lack of being able to follow through on what you're asking them mm. to do mm-hmm. so maybe a little extra grace is mm. required mm. Um, our teenagers are going to show anxiety a lot of times through irritability. Hmm. And so that's not always just teenage attitude we're seeing. Sometimes it's, uh, they're stressed and they're anxious, um, or they'll sleep all day or they're, they might tend to isolate. And so we need to look out for some of those symptoms, um, our high school seniors, I'm actually going to make a whole separate category for them because mm. not only are they stressed, but they've lost a lot. Yeah, they have. They have. Um, and so I actually have a few that I talk to now. And there's some, um, I would say this is kind of an at-risk group 
They mm. had uh, runaway and um, self-harming behaviors. And uh, so I think we need to give some extra love and care to our seniors. I'm excited yeah. about the parade we're going to do for them, so stay tuned for that. Mm. Our family ministry is going to recognize all of our graduates yeah. with a parade in June. So if you haven't reached out about that, you should see some uh, announcements and emails coming through. Make sure you contact us for that. Yeah. Um, so our families are also at risk when we see a lot of strife and discord. Um, sometimes that's a result of the stress that we're going through. And very rarely do we sit down and say, hey, I'm stressed and this is why I have this kind of attitude toward you, oftentimes it just comes out, right? And then, um, or it might be misbehavior or correction, and then parents not understanding where that's coming from might send their kids to their room. Hmm. And even further, that isolation that they're already feeling, and so um, extra grace, extra understanding. Yeah. Um, our college students have come home and tried to figure out how to do everything online. And um, some of the ones close to us, including our own, is yeah. spending 12 to 14 hours a day on, on college uh, schoolwork. I'm sure there's some distractibility happening in, <laughs> in that time, too. But um, it takes its toll, and it looks different on all of our age groups. We have moms and dads. Who are working from home yeah the ones who are actually having to like put in hours every day mm -hmm. and um the research that i just read shows that they're actually putting in an extra two to four hours a day yeah when they're actually uh working and so then they're feeling guilty because they didn't yeah fix the dinner the way they want it to or play with their kids or help homeschool their kids or keep mm -hmm. the house clean mm -hmm. and so it's creating a a dilemma there yeah and then our last age group is the the olders right who mm -hmm. are um maybe struggling with loneliness and who mm. could be truly isolated or those living alone um who miss their grandkids or miss their church family yeah. Yeah. and um that can show up as depression and moodiness um some are not as capable of, say, like doing house projects and so aren't feeling like they can keep themselves as busy. And so, um, so many people struggling. Yeah, that's it's right. Not, no one is alone in this, right. but it, it looks different for every age group mm -hmm. and every type of family or living situation, but, but we're not alone. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. That's good. So what do we do about this? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, what do we do about that? <laughs> yeah. Well, I have some tips. I have some tips That's that are um, working with other people that I'm talking to and also in our family, things that we've tried to implement. Um, God wants us to have joy, peace, even delight hmm. and hope. And so he gives us really clear instructions yeah. on how to keep those positive thoughts in our mind so i think that's one of the very first things we have to recognize is the battle is in our mind mm. right and we have the power to keep positive thoughts in our mind yeah yeah and um God there are there are real circumstances it's not that this 
this coronavirus is just in our mind, but how we see it and how we deal with it is in our mind. We have a choice to make uh, in the light of a real storm. So, yeah. And we have a helper. That's right. We're not alone. We're not alone. Although we've been given command post of our Mm -hmm. minds. Mm -hmm. You know, Jesus promised us the Holy Spirit. And I love in Galatians. So just starting there in Galatians 5. You know, God talks about the, the fruit of the Spirit is joy and peace. And so if we are filled with the Spirit, we are promised that there will be fruit that comes with that. And, you know, being filled with the Spirit is a daily That's right. submission to yeah. the Lord, asking the Holy Spirit to be present, yeah. to fill us, yes. to uh, empower everything that we do and say. We um, gain that access to having the Holy Spirit fill us by prayer, by meditation, by submitting ourselves to him and our thoughts. And so that right there is our first um, tool. Yeah. Right. In, in this whole toolbox is the Holy Spirit will will help us. Yeah. Guide yeah. Us. Um, I love studying and reading about David because he actually was depressed. Hmm. Like if we looked at all this, uh, there was a time in his life that, you know, when he went into the cave and he was in a true depression, Mm -hmm. he was lacking hope. Um, And so when you take knowing that he knew what that felt like, and maybe that's not the only time he felt that because we have several Psalms where he's crying out to the Lord in a state of sadness and worry. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we're told in uh, Psalm to meditate on his law day and night. Yeah. So the cool thing about meditation is, um, you know, we grew up saying that verse. We know, oh, meditate on scripture, meditate on the Lord. What's happened now is the whole world has noticed the power and benefit of meditation. Mm. They're not meditating on the right thing. True. Right? True. But they are seeing that people who actually meditate, so take 20 to 30 minutes out of their day and and draw away from real life and focus their thoughts, their energy, their breathing, all of that on one thing in particular, which for us would be our worship of the Lord. Yeah, and His promises and His truths of Scripture. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So what the research is showing is that people who have a habit of doing that are able to lower their blood pressure. Hmm. They have less heart disease. They have less problems with obesity. They have less problems with mood disorders. And so the benefit of actually meditating is Mm -hmm. huge. Mm -hmm. We can't ignore that. We have to be willing to pull away from daily life and just allow the Lord to bring those thoughts of Scripture or images or... Allow the Holy Spirit to minister to you and really mm-hmm. put yourself in a mindset where nothing else matters mm. and all you're hearing from is the Lord. Yeah. So actually that scripture in Psalm says that if we do that, we will find delight. Mm. And yeah. so, uh, you know, even above and beyond joy and peace, but God's promising us delight. Yeah, yeah, that's good. I, I, I'm just encouraged and reminded many times these truths are like, oh yeah, we're supposed to do that. But 
we often neglect the meditation of God's Word. Uh, we often neglect just really dwelling on who He is and the promises we have. And it is encouraging to see David, one struggling with so many things and dealing uh, with depression, and often saying that the only place he found hope was in God's Word and meditating on it and it, it bringing him uh, him being reminded of the truths of how faithful God is, how loving God is, how strong God is. And the book of Psalms is a great, I know many of you have heard Gary's devotionals uh, as he's reading through and leading us through Psalms. Um, use the book of Psalms as, as meditation material uh, to allow yourself to be filled with God's promises. Uh, it'll, bring, it'll bring delight. That's good. The other thing God wants us to have is hope. And so um, in Colossians 3, 2, it says, set your minds on things above, right? Mm -hmm. So by doing so, by having an eternal perspective and not letting ourselves be distracted by the worries and cares of this world, we can focus our, our mind set on eternity. And in eternity, we have hope. Mm -hmm. I love, I mean... A lot of you know Stan Esterline shares office space. We're um, co-workers in counseling. And one of his phrases that he uses, I peddle hope for a living. Mm. And I love that word picture of just we as believers have a special gift that we can give others around us. And that is the hope when our minds are set on things eternal and things above, we have a hope that comes from a place that no one else hmm. can access other than people who are truly children of God. And um, so the, the point here is God wants us to have joy, peace, delight, and hope, among other many, many good things. Yeah. Um, and so when our mindset is spiritual in nature and we can focus on Him, He's promised us those things. Hmm. The other part to this equation is that we can't ignore the fact that we are embodied souls. So we are physical beings. Our brain that we have this dominion over is, um, you know, this whole chemical battlefield of synapses and yeah. serotonin and chemistry and yeah. our hormones and you know we so so sometimes right the things that we do in our physical daily life can either help or hurt mm. our ability to maintain that command post in our minds yeah and so um some of the things we have to do just to keep our brain chemistry healthy we need to be sleeping on a schedule <laughs> We need, our kids need a bedtime. That's just proven over and over in research. Plus, it's really good so that mommy and daddy can have time after kids go to bed. But we need to sleep on a schedule. We need to have good nutrition. We mm. cannot eat all these deliciousness treats every single day and still feel good, right? We need exercise on a daily basis. And we need sunlight. Hmm. Um, vitamin D is the latest research phenomenon when it comes to mental health disorders, is that um, a lack of vitamin D can lead to depression. And huh. so we need sunshine. If we can't get out to get sunshine, then we need to take some sort of supplement. 
the vitamin D. Um, things we need to avoid. Um, alcohol is a depressant. Hmm. And so if we're really battling <coughs> this um, uh, mindset and trying to stay positive, certainly using a depressant isn't going to mm. help. Um, some of us have in our medicine cabinets, you know, from previous times that we've had anxiety or needed to fly on an airplane or whatever, we might have mm. a little store of fast-acting anti-anxiety medication. Those are depressants. Those aren't going to help us in the midst of this time unless your doctor is working with you and prescribed it directly for something you're going through right now. Um, and the other thing we need to avoid is isolation. So interestingly enough, you know, we, we need to reach out even during this time. Nothing will make you get dressed and put on your makeup like, you know, maybe a FaceTime call mm. or a Zoom community group meeting. But we need to reach out. We need to have those things as part of our daily lives. Mm. That's so. good. That's good. Mm -hmm. That's why um, I keep trying to encourage you to make sure you're getting connected to a community group. All of our groups are virtually meeting online. And um, don't be alone. Social distancing is important, but socially disconnecting is not. And so... Surround yourself with others who will encourage you, build you up, or even uh, be able to share with you their own pressures and stresses, and we can pray for one another and be a support to each other. So if I could give a list of healthy habits that we could implement today mm -hmm. and start today, um, I think that might be a good way to close us up, but... Um, you know, I have a, a very wise person I talked to, and she was uh, mentioning that she's compared her mood swings to, like, being in a boat and, um, like, a little rowboat on the water, right? And for, it's this delicate balance all day yeah. of whether that boat begins to sink yeah. or whether it stays above the water. And uh, so she and I have been brainstorming and talking about ways to avoid the sink, which mm. I think is just a really brilliant yeah, way yeah. of looking at it, right? So some of the things that we do is actually like putting a bucket of water into that rowboat and other things that we do will really help buoy it and keep it um, afloat. And mm. so if we avoid the sink, one of the things that we really need to think about is our schedule. Right now, and hopefully we don't have to live like this forever, but being hyper-scheduled, over-scheduled can really help some of us. Mm. The transition time tends to be a time when we can start to sink emotionally. Like we come to the end of our work day and then go, oh, what am I going to do now? Yeah. Or now I have to cook. Yeah. Or, you know, bath time again. Yeah. Right? So... Not for myself, but if I had little kids, <laughs> I would say that I actually sure, sure. like my baths. Uh -huh. But if I was bathing four little kids under the age of six, I might feel that way, which I know there are those who yeah. are doing that job. So um, over-scheduling, hyper-scheduling, all the way, like, for example, to the point, like, I'm going to end my work day at 3.30. At 3.30, I'm going to start my quiet time with the Lord and memorize these scriptures. At 4, I'm going to start fixing dinner, and here's my menu for the mm -hmm, week. Mm -hmm. By 4.30, I'm going to have my dinner on the table. By th so, so that 
that's what I'm talking about is that scheduled can really help us move through the days and then the weeks and then the months hmm. to a point where um, we can stay buoyed. Yeah. Um, I would say that in those transition times, I have recommended everyone I talk to to get the subscription to Right Now Media. Hmm. That's good. I know that our church is... Um, yeah. has paid for that and yeah. that is available to you right now media right. comes as an app on your phone it's like netflix but what it includes is a uh, video-based bible studies that's right also bible newbies that's right shows yeah. for your kids all free all free yeah to you if you don't have it comment in our comment section uh right now and we will follow up with you to make sure that you have the necessary links uh, to that. Again, it's like Netflix. Um, it's got all kinds of shows and movies and Bible studies and encouraging talks. And you need to be using it right now. So uh, put in the comments right now if you don't have it and we'll connect you. So if I'm doing dishes, I'll put on a Bible study and listen to that. Or yeah. there's um, Bob Goff just made his whole podcast public. Mm. So uh, his Dream Big podcast has some amazing speakers on it. Is that it. on right I've now? Been, nope, that's oh, okay. separate. Okay. Um, just look up Dream Big Bob Goff. But such inspiring like things that you can use in your transition time yeah. to say, okay, this is going to get me from here to there. And I want to, I want to highly recommend you write down Bob Goff right now. A lot of you, this is he's a new guy to you. I remember Brandy the first time she heard him speak, she came home and was just on fire, full of joy and motivation. And so you need some Bob Goff in your <laughs> life. Okay, so uh, write that down. And look him up as soon as this broadcast ends. All right, do it. Yeah. Um, we mentioned bedtimes already. Bedtimes are not just for your kids' benefit; they're for the parents' mm -hmm. benefits also. Um, and it's okay to say we're having mommy daddy time. Leave us alone. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, taking care of yourself and your marriage, um, other healthy habits. Memorizing scripture, mm. and that's something you can do as a family. That's right. Uh, start a project. Set a goal before you. They don't all have to be home re renovation <laughs> projects. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> um, yeah. But if that makes you feel good, go for it. <laughs> um, yeah. Anybody want to help come paint a ceiling? Come on over. <laughs> um, could be a goal to memorize. A book of scripture. It could be a goal. Um, we've changed the date of our backyard Bible clubs, our BBS. We're moving those to August, and so and the way we're going to do those is in communities with hosts in neighborhoods. And so you might be wanting to host a VBS, and so we can get you the whole packet. You could start learning how to do that and set that up in your neighborhood. Yeah. And that's a project that you can wrap your mind yeah. around. And we're, we're, we've shifted those to the August time frame. So uh, who knows what will happen by then, but we're thinking ahead just in case we're set free by August. Even if we have to do it in groups of... 10 or less, we can still have some really powerful impact in our neighborhoods through Backyard Bible Club. So let us know if you're interested in being a part of that. Other projects or goals can be like um, weight loss or healthy eating or self-improvement in yeah. some way. And so um, 
just be creative and have everyone in the family set a goal yeah. they can be working toward. That's good. Definitely, again, join a community group. Yeah. If you're not in one, get in a community yeah. group. That's how we care for one another. That's yeah. how we grow in our relationship with Christ and be discipled. So yeah. I know that you've had people in the past write that in the comments mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you're interested in learning more about groups, write groups in the comments. And again, we'll send you all the information. We've got groups that meet almost every day of the week, some mornings, some nights. And uh, so we'll help you get connected. Uh, one other thing, I don't know if you're going to say it, is many times the way we care for ourselves is by caring for others. And we have some awesome opportunities for you to be serving our community through our Hope for Nova ministry. Uh, after our, our discussion here, I'm actually going to bring uh, Alicia to you uh, in a few minutes. So she's going to be able to share with you as well some ways that you can help at the Hope House. Awesome. And not just Hope House, but um, yeah. your family could write letters to prisoners. You could donate. Um, I've been seeing a lot of pop-ups, so I guess there's safe ways to donate That's to right. worldwide organizations mm -hmm. and um, send notes that way, too. So find ways that your family can learn to think beyond themselves yeah. during this time. Yeah. Um, and then finally, I would say... Really knowing and understanding your own personality and what you need. Mm -hmm. So um, if you know me, you know that I need checklists. Yeah. I need to know that by the end of the day, I accomplished what I set out to accomplish. Um, others of my friends need time alone at the end of the day. And they just need to, you know, be by themselves. Mm -hmm. Other people are much more extroverted and get their energy from others, and so they need to end their day with a Zoom call, you know? Mm, yeah. So um, understanding who you are and where you fit is important, too. Mm -hmm. So That's good. Uh, and then, you know, I think it's really important to address that if none of this is helping, mm. right? Because um, there is such a thing as a clinical level of depression or anxiety and what usually happens with that is brain chemistry gets out of whack and stays out of whack for too long and we're unable to use these healthy habits to right the wrong and sometimes that has to do with you know our past or trauma or uh, whatever might be broken. Sometimes there are physical problems like um, thyroidism that hyper or hypo, like there are different things that can lead to us being uh, unable to kind of get a hold of this problem on our own. And in that case, I would say really reach out to your medical mm -hmm. doctor and ask for a referral or uh, find a counselor to talk to. We are working right now. <laughs> Telehealth is a beautiful thing. And, um, you know, sometimes it's not helpful to just keep going on your own when you, need, when you need that help. So any thoughts of self-harm, um, any thoughts? Sometimes it's a subjective issue and so the people in your family might be saying hey something's not right mm -hmm. um and so look for those warning signs feeling mm. like you want to isolate feeling like uh you can't find the hope even though you know all these tips and tricks they're not working mm. uh in that case i would say um be kind to yourself and reach out and, and get help so that's good 
Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much for sharing all that with us. Um, this is a season for us to live in faith, not live in fear. And this is a season for us to be peddlers of hope. I love that. Um, I've been saying hope dealers, but peddlers of hope is pretty good. Thanks, Stan, for sharing that phrase with us. But let us be the light shiners God has called us to be, the love bringers God has called us uh, to be. And let us get out and help impact and change others while taking care of ourselves. So um, again, uh, thank you for tuning in. We're going to hear a little bit from Alicia in just a few minutes. But thank you guys for uh, listening in on us today. And let us know if you need help. Brandy's a counselor. We work with other Christian counselors. Don't, don't be alone. You're not alone. So don't stay alone. Let us help you. We love you all. Hey everyone, I'm here with Alicia, one of our leaders with Hope for Nova. We're in the Hope House right now. We wanted to just give you an inside look at what's been happening here during this season. And I'd love Alicia to share with us some ways that we as a church family and community can be of assistance. So Alicia, tell us how we can help. Absolutely. First, you can start by donating. We are helping and serving so many communities and so many people that all the donations we are getting, they are going, you know, to good hands. They're being used. So donating is one way. Volunteering. You can come help us sort and organize all the donations that we're receiving. Um, that would be a great help in a way that you can be connected with the program. You can offer to do delivery. We do deliver food to people's doorsteps. It's just a porch drop off and we leave. So you can do that if you have time. And we have partnered with Streetlight and Emmanuel Church. That's Emmanuel Income Church, yep. That. We've partnered with them. Yeah. So we're helping feed even more families. Their numbers are growing. Last week it was 68 families hmm. that they helped. So we need your help so that we can continue to help them be a blessing to us. So we awesome. can bless them. Um, lastly, you can also drive for the food rescue, which I really enjoy. It's a great way to give back. It's just like Uber. You get a message on your phone when you download the app, claim it, go pick it up, drop it off. So that requires an app. How do they find the app? Um, it's in your Play Store. Okay. And I believe... Or your App Store if you yeah, get an yeah. iPhone. I have an iPhone. <laughs> um, yeah. And I believe it's like Food Rescue, Prince William County Food Rescue. Okay. And you just download it. I connected mine straight to my Facebook. It was easy. Okay. Um, and then you just go. Okay. So it'll send you a notification... When there is a food pickup available, it'll tell you where. It's typically a warehouse or a store. Mm -hmm. And you basically pick up the food and deliver it to where it needs to go. Right. The food recipe so, warehouse in yeah. Manassas. So okay. you're really close. You don't really have to go far. And you can pick whichever ones you want. Awesome. Awesome. That's what I do. Alicia, thank you for all you're doing. Oh, you're really and welcome. Church family, thank you for the way that you've been showing up, uh, giving donations and helping us be the hands and feet of Jesus. Let's keep this up and start doing more to spread hope instead of spreading fear. We love you all. I hope you're encouraged by the words that we got to hear from Brandy. And I hope that you're encouraged even in knowing there are ways that you can take your eyes off yourself during this time and put them on the needs of others. Get involved in our different ministries like Hope for Nova. But most of all, before we uh, end our broadcast today, I want you to know that there is a God who truly loves you. And if you're listening today and you have never taken the step to accept God into your life, 
The Bible tells us that while God made us, there is something that separates us from the God who loves us. It's our sin. It's our, it's our failures. It's, our, it's this distance between us. But God doesn't leave us like that. The Bible says that while we were sinners, Christ died for us. And he took our sin upon himself and offered up his life in our place. And the Bible tells us that if we confess our sins, that Jesus is faithful and he will forgive us. He loves us and so much that he gave up his life as a sacrifice for you and for me. And all you have to do is call out to him and he's waiting. He's waiting and wanting to be in your life. So here in this, in, in this moment, call out to him right now. Jesus, come into my life. Come in and save me. Forgive me for the things that I have done that are wrong. Forgive me for trying to live this life on my own. Come into my life and make me new. The Bible tells us that as soon as you believe in your heart that Christ died on the cross and rose from the dead to give you new life, and as soon as you confess with your mouth that you want him to be your Lord, then you will be saved. We all need salvation. All of us without our God in our life are, are lost and we are broken and we need him. He created us to have a relationship with him. And if you today called out to him, I want you to know that that relationship started at the moment that your heart cried out to him and invited you um, and, and, and invited him to be a part of your life. So in the comments below, if you have decided that today is the day of your salvation, I want you to put in the comments, today, I believe, or I believe, uh, or just the word believe. And I want to reach out to you and let you know uh, the steps you can take to grow in your faith. It's one thing to be born, you know, we, babies are born every day, but a baby needs to be nourished and nurtured and cared for. And we want to be a church family where you can grow in your walk with Christ. But if you gave your heart today and invited Jesus in to be your Savior, then I want to celebrate that decision with you. So let us know. If you feel better direct messaging us, uh, message me and I'll reach out to you. We love you. We hope you have a great week. And I can't wait to see you next week for Mother's Day. Have a great week. We'll talk to you soon.